Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. All right, everybody. Good evening as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Did you guys know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for free. Rate, quote, are you guys ready to roll? Are you ready to roll? Great night for Sports Talk Radio. Let me tell you how you get into the show. If you want to send me a tweet, should be getting them tonight like I'm a rock star, giving away $100 bills. Real simple, stinking genius one, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one. Or if that's not good enough for you, if like, no, 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 not tonight, tonight. I've got to do it the old-fashioned way. I've got to pick up the phone. I've got to dial this knucklehead. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. Busy show for you. Coming up in about 15 minutes from now. Let's say about 18 past the hour, 19 past the hour. Matt Fortuna will stop on by National College Football Reporter for The Athletic. We have had him on before. We'll make sense of everything that's happened today, though. No big upsets. Every team in the top 10-1, which is... I think the first time since 2014, since we've done the BCS, that that has happened. So we'll get to that. Of course, uh, K-Fig, Kevin Figures hanging out with us because I told the Sager, you know what, don't hang out with us one more show. Go home early. Watch USC and UCLA. I know that's his favorite team, the Bruins. What what are you hitting that for? What are you doing that for? Stop lying. 
Why do you lie so much? I'm being a nice guy. He's not here. I said, you know what? Don't hang out with us. Just go watch the game. It's such a close game. I'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, So Kay Fig will join us. I got Vegas runner in hour number two. I will let you know what's going to happen coming up in the NFL on Sunday, which way the Joes are going, which way the pros are going, uh, which game is the most bet game, all that coming up. Plus, you'll get my picks uh, in hour number two before we get out of here. Now. Let's get right at it. Lots to get to. Let me tell you what's going on in the late game. USC 21. The Bruins 14. They've just started the fourth quarter. USC with the ball. Second and 10 inside UCLA territory. I can't see where the yardage is. Uh, What is that, like the 25 or something like that? I can't tell. I'll I'll get you caught up in that just a little bit. But they're up by seven right now. And uh, they've just started the fourth quarter, so we'll let you know what is going on in that one. Other games still going on. Stanford hanging on to a 17-14 lead over Cal. 3-51 left in that game. Stanford with the ball. They're inside Cal territory. Third and two for Stanford. So once again, we'll let you know when that one becomes a final. By the way, I think it was like at the 28-yard line uh, for USC. All right, riding out the rest of the games, Boise State 17-0 over Air Force. They're still in the first there. And Utah has taken a 7-6 lead over Washington. Uh, they're still in the first with about three minutes left there. And one other game, Nevada, 3-0 over San Diego State, about six minutes left in the first one there. Now, everybody talking about Oklahoma quarterback Baker Mayfield, who well, I, I guess there were several incidences uh, where he, I, I guess you kind of stirred it up. Uh, where's my producer, Eminem? What was the first one? The first one was before the game when he extended his hand to the Kansas uh, captain. Got the cold shoulder. No, he got they, the cold shoulder. So is that what he yelled obscenities and grabbed his crotch, or was it just no? The no, this was after point? he scored a touchdown later in the game. Was like, oh, that was the the crotch? The, yeah, and then he was yelling "f you, f you." You stick to basketball or something like that, or like you're a basketball school. Maybe no, he, he had an itch. Yeah. Maybe that was it. I don't know. Look, I, I, I just want to say this. I know everybody's joking around about it, and he did issue an apology. Let me hear the apology that Baker Mayfield came up with uh, or whoever came up with uh, after the game. Let me hear what he had to say. I got caught up in a competitive game, chippy game, but what I did uh, today, tonight, was unacceptable. I am a competitive player, but that's what, what I did is unacceptable, and so I apologize. It's disrespectful. It's not the example I want to set. It's not the legacy I want to leave it over you. It's not. So I truly do apologize. It's, um, you know, think about the kids that are watching. It's not, it's not something I want to do. So uh, to the parents out there, I'm sorry. It's not, you know, anything that you want your kids to watch or to have a role model. So I, I really do apologize from the bottom of my heart. A a couple of things on this, and I want to know, and I want you guys to send in tweets on this one, Stinkin' Genius 1, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, Genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one. First of all, do you believe in the apology? Uh, Was it that big of a deal, or are we going to make a little bit more of it, or a lot more of it, than what it really is? Let's be honest. He got caught up in the heat of the moment. It's a football game. It's a physical game. It's a violent game. Sure, it's embarrassing. It's stupid. Got to be honest with you. I talk more smack than that when I'm playing the YMCA pickup league here in Burlington, Vermont, to be honest with you. But what, what, what? You act like you're some tough guy on the court. No, I, well, I'm not. I got like six, seven other teammates who are big and strong, but that that's beside the point. Is what he did that 
just that bad? Is it that disgusting that there should be some type of repercussions here? What are you? You're laughing here, Raider Ride. No, is it? It was so obvious. He was asking. All he was doing was asking for Crew X for his jock itch. That's all oh, he was geez. doing. He's like, yo, help a brother out. Yeah, but you know what? I just look. He did apologize, and I, it's just a couple of things on this. One, has he gone too far? Do you think it's going to affect his draft status, or do you think that teams are going to say, "Hey, I don't care about that"? You know, it's no big deal. We love the intensity. We love we love the emotion. We love to have a leader like that. So that's going to be okay. Question number two: Should it cost him some Heisman votes? Should it cost him the Heisman period? Because is it off the field and on the field behavior part of the Heisman, or is it just statistics and what you do on the football field? Is behavior and all that part of it or not really, and it's just statistics and how many games you won? Would you vote for somebody like that that went ahead and did something, you know, where he grabs his crotch and is yelling the F word, or do you just chalk it up to the heat of the moment and it's no big deal. I'm kind of curious where you guys stand on that. Uh, Stinkin' Genius 1, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, Genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one. Uh, let me start with you, uh, Ryan, Raider Ryan. You, tell me right off the bat, would you? do you think that uh, character should be part of the Heisman Trophy or no? Uh, no, not really. I mean, okay, it depends, you know. I mean, oh, geez, waffle. Now I ask you one question, like in a year and a half, and you're waffle. Okay, here's the thing. It's not like he killed somebody, all right? No, you're right. You're because, right. Because we we have had, or well, allegedly had someone that won the right. Heisman no, I understand that. that he, killed somebody. Allegedly. Right. He didn't kill anybody. There was no assault here. Uh, there was there was nothing criminal. Let's get that out of the way. Yes, yeah, you're right about that. I think this has this should have no bearing on him winning the Heisman or not. Okay, it's it's going to hurt his draft stock. See, I think it's the other way around. What? I don't think it's going to hurt his draft stock. Really? But I think it's going to hurt his Heisman. Why? You think a team who drafts people that have had assaults and stuff like that is going to care if if Baker Mayfield <sighs> drops some F-bombs? Are, are you kidding me? You when, think that's going to bother you a You don't get it. When you're the quarterback, you can't do stuff like that. Now, if you're a running back, offensive lineman, wide receiver, that's fine. But when you're the quarterback, you have to have a certain type of personality. You can't do stuff like that. All right. I, I'm, again, stinking genius one. If you want to get in, where's my producer, Eminem, Mike Myers? You you tell me. The drafts and the Heisman votes. I don't think it, it affects. It, I don't think it affects the Heisman. I, I just. I just don't because, like, what you're going to give it to a guy, unless so, unless it's the gap is so close, which it's not. It's not that close between him and well, Saquon Park. That's not the point, though. Whether it's closer, maybe should character count? Character should character character should count, but it's not like this is not something that we've not known about Baker Mayfield. Remember back to the Ohio State game, he planted a flag in the middle of the field, and everybody was ir- ir- irritated about that. I, he so got he got he got pulled over on the side of the road for oh, for a DUI in the offseason. Because off we like, knew he's a knucklehead, then it's okay to do stuff. Well, like no, that. I'm not saying I'm not endorsing. No, I'm know. I'm endorsing. I'm mean, just like saying we're not. We shouldn't be acting surprised about this. That's the whole thing. Is well, like we're, I, I, surprised or not doesn't make it i'm just wondering should character count when you submit a heisman vote or should it just strictly be statistics well let's think back to Jameis winston did character count in that one like that's a that's a good question because i remember back that there were some people that did not vote for Jameis winston because of the sexual assault allegations that he was going through at florida state when he was big time over there so 
Yeah, I think it should because, like, if talent evaluators at the next level are going to look at that, and there, they, there is people that it, it, there's people that thought it should have affected his draft stock, right? And it should have affected his Heisman vote. So exactly. So I mean, it's it, to me, it's all up to interpretation, and I, there's no doubt going to be people that are going to look at Baker Mayfield now and say, hey, maybe I'll vote for Saquon Barkley. Maybe I'll move Baker Mayfield down my ballot because I just don't like the way he's behaving on the field. Right. There's been too many incidents. You know, unfortunately, character does matter. Just ask Mr. Terrell Owens. That's why he's not in the Hall of Fame right now. Yeah, but that's, again, that different voters. Still, different it's voters. Still, it's still a character issue. Right. No. Well, but again, I think it's wrong that T.O. is not in the I Hall of totally Fame. I totally agree. That that's probably the only thing we'll ever agree on in our life. I, th- I actually think it's it, it's disgusting that he's not into the Hall of Fame. To be honest with you, I don't even remember what he did that was so wrong, except do push-ups. To be honest, I'm not I'm not exactly sure what he's done that's so wrong. It was sit-ups. Yeah, oh, it was sit. That's right. I said push-ups. My bad. You see, I couldn't even remember what he did that's so wrong. All right, the real quick, UCLA just got a big play off a, a deflection like you wouldn't believe. So that was nuts. Right. That was that was <laughs> tip ball. Guy leans it went back off the and guy's grab. helmet. Tip ball went off the USC defender's helmet. Only thing that was missing from that play was a touchdown. That was yeah. an insane catch by UCLA. UCLA will have the ball first and ten on the twenty-six yard line for USC. Still plenty of time. Twelve twenty-five and counting in that one. So uh, we'll keep you updated. All right, lots to get to. Once again, I want to get your thoughts on Baker Mayfield. Did he go too far today? I don't think he he went too over the top. I understand he got caught up in the moment. Not going to make a big deal about it, as as Ryan said. It, it, it's not like there's a, an assault here. It's not like he's you know committed a crime or it's not even a crime. Okay, it's not even a crime. So uh, again, uh, should it affect his NFL stock or should it affect his Heisman vote? or, you know, the people voting for him, or it will not affect anything. You tell me, Stinkin' Genius 1, S-T-I-N-K-I-M, Genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one. And by the way, what if you're a Kansas fan? I mean, you guys have been getting pushed around from, I, I don't even know. I don't even know how long it, it's been since, uh, what, what, what was the last good year that Kansas had? Didn't they have that big coach? What's his name? The, the guy was Mark Mangino. Mark yeah, Mangino. Yeah, yeah. Did they have like above five hundred? No, they 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 went to a BCS game. They went they went to a BCS game probably like about maybe ten years ago. That was where's, the, where's he now? Uh, I think he's retired. Actually, I get him out of retirement. <laughs> I get him out of well, retirement. To be honest, no, because my my whole thing in this whole situation with Baker Mayfield is like Kansas. You're you're a terrible team. Don't poke the bear like that. Yeah. I know Baker Mayfield may have went a little bit over the line in some people's eyes, but it's like let me explain he, something to you. I could have been quarterback and be and be Kansas. Oh okay? yeah, I know. Any one of I us could have been the quarter. Yeah. We we could have formed like a three man <laughs> yeah. team, and it would have oh, been fine. Again, I can't say anything without the buzzer going off. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, Stink of Genius 1, I want to know what you think about the Baker Mayfield situation. Plus, I want to get into the scheduling the cupcakes, which bugs the hell out of me. I mean, Alabama, Mercer, I didn't even know Mercer had a football team. I, 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 I barely even knew they had a basketball team, to be honest with you. Clemson taking on the Citadel, which it seems like the Citadel every year takes on a major power in football. What... Have they not saved enough money? Maybe they knew they need to invest better with the money they've made before then. I mean, it's a it's embarrassing. It's a mockery of college football. 
when you schedule teams like Mercer and the Citadel and schools like that. It's a complete embarrassment. And I understand you played a tough game or a supposedly tough game at the beginning of the year. But when you schedule these, what what are they called again? FBS? FCS? They're not even D2 anymore. I don't even know what they're called anymore. You've got to stop doing it. What's really going to happen is somebody's going to get hurt because you're going to dominate somebody. And then what are we going to say? Well, you can't do it anymore for the money. We knew that this was going to happen. One team was just so much better than the other. And, And by the way, Alabama only scored, what, 21 points in the second half? It was 21 nothing in the second half? Boy, Mercer must have figured out their number. Or Alabama pretty much just handed, I, I don't know, because I, I would never watch that after it was a blowout. But all they do is, what, hand it off and you go up the middle? How much fun is that for the guys playing? How much is that for the guys on defense? It's just disgusting. We'll come back. We'll talk to Matt Fortuna about this whole thing. National College Football Reporter for The Athletic. That's coming up next. We're off and running. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. This is why nobody likes us. This is why why we work so late at night. Boy, I hope the boss never listens to us. What does it mean when Geico's just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What does it mean? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. And if the, not to make things worse, and I'll get into this later on, I'm a New York Knicks fan living among Boston Celtic fans, and the Celtics have won 15 games in a row, and each one is like a dagger uh, in my eyeball. It's absolutely incredible. Um, real quick on, the, on Twitter, if you want to get in, stinking genius one like this one from my Rick Corp. Arnie, Mayfield stock is up. Why? He's a competitor. He proved it, and he's ruthless because he'll rub your face into it. Let's go out to the Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. Joining us now, uh, you'll check him out, National College Football Reporter for The Athletic. You could tweet him at Matt underscore Fortuna, F-O-R-T-U-N-A. It's Matt Fortuna. Matt, uh, Baker Mayfield, first of all, unacceptable what he did. But does it cost him in the draft? Does it cost him in the Heisman voting or neither? Neither. N- not a chance. I mean, he's so far and away the best player in college football this season. Uh, the, the drafts, uh, you know, I don't think he's going to be a first or second round pick, but I don't think this is going to hurt uh, his stock in the eyes of pro scouts anywhere. I just think it's uh, a college kid who's emotional, plays with a chip on his shoulder, and, and was riled up a bit. And if you want to rip anyone here, I mean, you know, rip Mayfield if you want, but. Uh, what the hell is Kansas thinking, uh, trying to get under his skin, not shaking his hand, taking a cheap shot at his shoulder? They've won three Big 12 games in five years. Like, what are they doing? And David Beatty afterward, uh, basically saying he doesn't want them to back down for anyone, and he likes the way they're standing up at the beginning with the handshake line. Uh, stop playing a joke of a football uh, game each and every week, and maybe then you'll get a little yeah. bit of respect. Uh, I just think Mayfield, you know, he, he's going to get the, the, the criticism, and rightfully so, but... Kansas, it seems to be getting off scot-free here. Matt, should character count uh, for the Heisman or, or not at all? Uh, you know, it's it, a tricky one. I, I just say no. We really don't know these guys. And when you look back at some of the guys who have won it and right. who still have trophies, cough, cough, O.J. Simpson, I, I just don't think it, it's fair to, to project or, or put uh, our ideas of character on these 18- to 22-year-old kids as we're watching their uh, lives grow up before our very eyes. 
Matt Fortuna, National College football reporter for The Athletic. All right, look, it's one thing to schedule patsies. Another thing to schedule, I don't, I don't even what, FBS, FCS, D2, NIAI. I, I don't even know what they're called anymore. I mean, Mercer, and it's like Citadel. Heck, might as well be in the SEC. It's like they play an SEC team every time or something, or ACC. What, what's going on? This is an embarrassment. Hey, Mercer played both Auburn and Alabama. Yes, and they lost by so 14 to Auburn, yeah. Else. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, uh, it's why the NC States and the Oklahoma States of the world are going to stand out this week because they're the only two uh, ranked teams that have fallen to unranked teams, and there just weren't a whole lot of other great matchups. Obviously, Michigan uh, was number 24 but fell to the number five team in the country in Wisconsin, and which was a, a fairly boring game uh, from a, a scoring standpoint, from an offense, offensive standpoint. Uh, but but it was about as underwhelming of a day on the field as I think most of us could have predicted coming into it. It's basically a tune-up Saturday uh, before rivalry week and before we see the, the playoff picture and the conference races kind of shake themselves out this weekend uh, after Thanksgiving. You brought up the Wisconsin-Michigan game. Does this change your thoughts, or is your thoughts still the same on Wisconsin? Hey, they were down in the, what, the third, 10-7, to seven, and Michigan wasn't even moving the ball to save their lives. Peter gets hurt, uh, gets hurt, and I don't know. It was never moving really anyway, but does this change your thought on Wisconsin? You know, the, the takeaway for, from that for Wisconsin today, I think, would be to undermine everything this program has really done the last five or six years. I mean, it is a very, very good defensive program. Uh, they've been limited offensively the past two years. And let's not uh, overlook Michigan's defense. That's the number three defense in the country coming into this game. And, and uh, they played like it and won the field position battle really throughout the first two and a half quarters. It wasn't until later on uh, that Wisconsin was able to take some risks in the passing game and make some big plays. So uh, yeah, it's probably the biggest win for the Badgers. Uh, again, I don't think it's their fault that the West is really bad and that they didn't have any good East crossover opponents this year. Uh, but it's a very good football team that, that continues to win and do what it needs to do each and every week. And, uh, you know, Minnesota's one thing next week, but if they're able to beat Ohio State in the Big Ten title game and go 13-0, I don't think there's any question they're a playoff team. What do you make of Notre Dame's victory? Is it just an okay victory? Was it a good victory? Survive in advance? Uh, I mean, I know it was Navy, but Navy plays some tough. So I, matter of fact, I remember being South Bend many years ago. See a Navy, I believe, beat uh, Notre Dame in South Bend. But uh, overall, what did you think of that victory today? It's a survive and advance game. I mean, Navy is such an outlier in terms of preparation and the kind of opponent you're going to face. Uh, if you look at a lot of the teams that played them, Notre Dame in particular, you'll see a carryover effect a lot of times in the next week where they struggle to get their legs back under them, uh, playing against a more traditional offense. So this is a rivalry game. It's two programs that know each other very, very well. It's a program, uh, a Navy program that beat Notre Dame last season down in Jacksonville. So I'm not too surprised to see uh, the midshipmen played the Irish as tough as they did. But for the Irish to, to come out of that game with the win, and from my understanding, injury-free, uh, you just kind of bite your tongue, you know, take the W, and move on to Stanford next week with a chance to possibly make a New Year's Six game with the win. USC in the end zone. At least there's a flag on the play. I'll check it out, but it looks like it's 27-17, extra point pending. I've been watching this one. Does this change your mind on anything you've seen from uh, Darnold or Rosen? Not necessarily. Um you know, two very good players that at times this season have looked like they're playing with the weight of the world on their shoulders, uh, particularly in Rosen's case. I mean, that's just not a very good defense. They've held their own tonight against the Trojans, uh, the Trojans offense. Uh, I guess I'd probably expect the USC to, to break this one a little more open and do it offensively, not just on special teams with that fabulous punt return earlier tonight. Um, but, but, you know, 
USC, when you play 12 straight weeks and you're 18 to 22 year old kids and you already have a lot of injuries, it can be very unpredictable. And I think after tonight, you know, they're going to finish 10 and 2 in the regular season and have a chance to get an 11 to win the Pac 12 title game. Uh, when you look at the overall body of work and you take away the name and the preseason hype, that's a pretty impressive season given how tough that schedule was and given again uh, the fact that we didn't have a buy in the regular season, which I, I just think is the height of stupidity if you're the Pac 12 and organizing schedule, especially for uh, your brand name program. All right. Great job, Matt. Certainly appreciate it. He's Matt Fortuna, National College Football Reporter for The Athletic. Enjoy the rest of this UCLA-USC game, and we'll catch up with you later on, buddy. Will do. Thank you. Thank you, Matt uh, Fortuna, everybody. You know, just a couple of things on that. When we're talking about what's going on with uh, Sam Donald and Josh Rosen, uh, right now, Josh Rosen, 29 of 47, 380 yards, two touchdowns, uh, two touchdowns, one interception. Sam Darnold, 17 of 28, 264. No touchdowns, one interception. If you would have told me those stats before the game, I would say you say would be winning. But right now, USC, I don't want to say hanging on. It's 28-17, 5-19 left in the game. <clears throat> USC was a, what, like a 16-point favorite in this game. So UCLA has done a good job staying close. Uh, as to who are the top two picks in the draft, I think it makes uh, leaves no doubt in anybody's mind. It's got to be Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen. And I think it's going to be Darnold 1, Rosen 2, unless there's something I'm not sure is going on. And both, I think, are going to be pretty good quarterbacks uh, in the NFL. Love both of them. Um, And I'm not sure really who has the bigger upside. But if I had to choose right now, geez, it's it's like a coin flip. You know what I mean? It's back in the Peyton Manning day. I'm not saying one is going to be a bust, one's not going to be a bust. But I'm not so sure. I mean, it's hard to judge Rosen because of the year UCLA is having. And also Sam Darnold, you know, has not had what enough starts. I'd like to see him have another year left. But I don't think that's going to happen. We'll get more into that. We'll go through the top 25. We'll get you caught up on the late scores. Uh, but first, uh, Kay Fig, what's going on? Uh, in that uh, UCLA-USC game. Well, you mentioned the stats there with the quarterbacks, the unsung hero in this for USC, and he really has been all season long because they're running back Ronald Jones. Honestly, putting up some of the greatest stats a yeah. running back has had in that university's history, and that's saying something. I believe he's the fifth all-time leading rusher in USC history. He had 25 carries for 115 yards and two touchdowns on the night, and that's what's carrying USC so far right now, Arnie. Ooh. Elsewhere in the Pac-12, 18th ring Washington just got a touchdown pass from Jake Browning. They are now up 12 to 10 over Utah in a game oh, that's that, going to be a close one. It is. And Utah will roll over. Definitely, Washington uh, seemingly dead when it comes to, uh, to to possibly going to a Pac-12 championship game. They're in a three-way tie at the moment with Washington State uh, and Stanford, uh, but they they need a lot of help to be able to make it at that point. Jeez, I didn't even know it was that close. Oh, it's that close. Washington is likely on the outside uh, outside looking in when it comes to the Pac-12 North at this point. Uh, speaking of Stanford, uh, they were in action earlier today uh, as well. We'll get you that score in a second. They were taking on Cal. As a matter of fact, it just went final. 17-14, to the victory for Stanford over Cal. Ah. So Stanford now improves to 7-3. and They win the big game against their Bay Area rivals. And then also one other game in action involving a top 25 team. That is Boise State at 8-2 and on the season. They've already won their... 
uh, their their division in their conference in the in the uh, Mountain West. They have a 27 to 7 lead over Air Force late in the second quarter. Before we bring you the finals, we'll let you yep. know that we're brought to you by True Car and with True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, whether it's new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. A uh, just terrible season if you're a Tennessee Volunteer fan, there, uh, Arnie. Man, uh, 30 to 10, they lose to the number 20 LSU. That's Clay Travis. He's, he's yeah. losing his marbles over there. Oh, I can only imagine. Uh, with Brady Hoke as the interim head coach out there, uh, things did not get any better for them moving on from Butch Jones. They actually fumbled away two punt returns. Fumbled away two punt returns in the red zone to give up points. If you, if they lose to Vanderbilt next week, they will go winless in the SEC for the first time since the SEC was formed in 1933. Have they been the same since Philip Fulmer? I don't even know because I don't know the history of Tennessee. I, I just remember how they wanted to bounce that guy out. I don't know if they've ever been the same after him. Never close. Never close with any, with any of their picks. There was optimism with Lane Kiffin when he had that, what was he, 6-7 and seven or 7-6, seven yeah. and six, and he almost beat Alabama. <laughs> it's like it's like the Charlie Weiss almost beating USC, and his legacy was built on that. Uh, uh, elsewhere, Notre Dame, by the way, did get a victory today. Still ranked eighth in the country. They bounced back from that loss against Miami with a 24-17 to win over Navy as Brandon Wimbush had two, uh, two touchdown passes in that one. Oklahoma rolls, as we've talked about earlier, in the controversy uh, surrounding Baker Mayfield. They roll over Kansas, as they should, uh, 41-3. to as Mayfield had three touchdown passes on the on the night. Kansas now 1-10 on the season. Uh, elsewhere, no upsets really in the top four. All top four who are currently in the, in the college football playoff all had victories. Although Miami did have a bit of a scare earlier, they were able to pull away for a 44-28 victory over Virginia as they overcame two 14-point deficits there, Arnie. All right, thanks a lot, K figure, Figures. I, I'm, I'm always going to f- screw that last name up. I either call you Fingers or Figures or it's Kevin it, Figures. It's been happening for 30 years, Arnie. Don't oh worry about it, Oh, my goodness, man. What's wrong with me? By the way, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more uh, on car insurance with Geico. So just go to geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. And remember, the only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, a couple things we're talking about, and I want to get to a lot. Of, I'm getting a lot of tweets like I am giving away $100 bills as we were talking about Baker Mayfield. And, you know, I, I guess it's not going to cost him in his uh, draft stock. And I don't think it's going to cost him in the Heisman. I think he'll still win the Heisman, though I get a feeling there may be like one or two voters that are going to say character means something, so I abstain from putting him uh, on the ballot or putting him in the top three. Then that's going to open up a a whole can of worms about whether character should be part of the Heisman vote. And maybe it should. Let me get to a couple of the tweets out there. Uh, David says, hey, Mayfield had a terrible first half. If Kansas could get uh, get in his head by not shaking his hand, how do you think Mayfield's going to react in the NFL? Vets get to introduce this spoiled brat to the NFL next year. You know what? That, that That's a great point. Let me hear the like button on that. Let me hear, hit the retweet button on that. And I want to say something. People are going to say, oh, look at you, Arn. Real easy to pick out a guy. Let's see how you're out there with 80,000 to 100,000 screaming fans and see if you keep your cool. That, because I know that's what you're thinking. I know that's what you're thinking. Kind of like, mm, let me see if I give a good analogy. Isn't that kind of like being on the radio when somebody calls you up and you start arguing and you're going back and forth and maybe you're on where there's a quarter of a billion people per month, oh, kind of like I am, and I've never cursed on the air. I've never dropped F-bombs. I've always kept somewhat my cool. 
somewhat. Jeez, you've got to keep your cool. You can't be like that. And look at me being a hypocrite because later on in the show, I'm going to rip Lonzo Ball uh, like there's no tomorrow. But you've got to cool it a little bit. I understand if you're Kansas, you want to do anything to try to get a win or anything, just try to keep the game close. So I'm not so sure, uh, you know, starting picking on Baker Mayfield is the way to go. Maybe practice a little bit harder. You know, instead of trying to get into these psychological games, to be honest with you. So I want to get your thoughts. Do you think uh, uh, character should be a part of the Heisman vote? And what did you think about what Baker Mayfield did? Was it that big of a thing? Or let's not make a mountain out of a molehill, for crying out loud. Don't make a big deal about it because it wasn't like he committed a crime. And that's absolutely true. There was no crime committed, nothing against the law. You know what I mean? So we should just move on about that one. So uh, there you go. Uh, Mr. Irrigation, today you've got me listening to your show in case you were wondering. I, I was wondering on that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit the like button on that. I was wondering that all night, to be honest with you. Um, so there you go. Uh, we got a couple of other ones I want to get to, but I want to get your thoughts on that. Now, a couple of other things. I was bringing up that college football and the scheduling. You know, Alabama scheduling Mercer, there's – Nobody else even close that resembles a Division I team, a real team that you can schedule that's also kind of an easy win. You had to go down to Mercer's level, nothing against Mercer. But really, I, 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 I couldn't tell you the first thing about that team. I, I, couldn't, I didn't even know they had a football team. Yes, I know they, they lost to Auburn okay, and had a good game there, but really? And if you're Mercer... Knock wood. What happens if you get so overwhelmed or so overpowered that one of your players gets hurt? Is it really worth taking the money to do that? The NCAA has got to step in here. Somebody's got to step in here and stop scheduling games like this. You can't do that. This was one of the worst weeks of college football ever. And, you know, we were getting momentum. Things were just starting to pick up. We were getting the upsets. We were getting great games. Was it just a week ago where we had three teams inside the, what, the top seven lose or something like that? This is uh, Things were just getting great. And boom, comes to a grinding halt because we have Alabama scheduling Mercer. We've got Clemson scheduling the Citadel. Nothing you do about the Oklahoma-Kansas games or, you know, some of these uh, mismatches in the conference. I understand that. But this, this is not good for college football. This is not what college football uh, should really want, to be honest with you. All right? So, Stinkin' Genius 1, if you want to go ahead and send me a tweet, Stinkin' Genius 1, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, Genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number 1. Eddie says, hey, Mayfield's the next Ryan Leaf. Beware, NFL. And, stat cle- and stay clear of this guy, I think is what he was trying to say on that. I'm going to retweet that. No- if I still said I was picking my top three quarterbacks, uh, I still think it's probably going to be Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, 1-1A, one and, and probably Baker, uh, Baker Mayfield at number three. Um, not so sure about Lamar Jackson, though I think he's going to be a, a decent quarterback. Uh, not so sure about Josh Allen either. Uh, on what he's going to be or where he's going to be taken in the draft also. So uh, you can give me your thoughts on that. A couple of other things I want to get to, as I told you, USC 28. UCLA 17, 258 left in the game. UCLA with the ball. So what they're going to have to do is uh, get the touchdown, go for the two-point conversion, 
and then get the onside kick to hopefully get the field goal. Otherwise, uh, pretty much saying it's not going to happen for them, okay? It's going to be tough for them to go ahead and get this, but we'll see what happens. We'll keep you updated on that. And just a few other games I wanted to talk about in the top 25. I mentioned the uh, Michigan-Wisconsin game. Wisconsin, you still have not proven anything to me. Uh, Michigan has no offense. I mean, it was disgusting. Peters was like 9 of 18 for 157 when he got hurt. You knew Michigan wasn't going to win the game, in spite of Michigan up 10 to 7 in the third. If Wisconsin played Alabama, Alabama would kick their backside. Uh, when Wisconsin plays Ohio State, Ohio State is going to kick their backside. Oklahoma would kick Wisconsin's backside, okay? I'm not so sure. I don't know how far I would have to go to find a team that Wisconsin would be, but I'm not scared of Wisconsin if I was a team in the top 10. I promise you that. Now with that offense that they got, I'm shocked that they got 24 points when they were stuck on seven. I tweeted out, no way they come back from 10 to seven. They're too far down. I don't think it could happen. One other team I wanted to get to inside the top 10, and that's the Miami Hurricanes, who beat Virginia 44-28. Let me tell you something. That game was so much closer than that final score indicates. It's not even funny. Virginia got out to a 14-0 lead. Miami tied it up. Virginia took another two-touchdown lead in the second half. Miami tied it up, so give them credit. And then Miami pulled away late. I think the two most overrated teams, Miami and Wisconsin, um, I think if those two teams played Alabama, they'd lose by three touchdowns. That's, that's how ugly that game would be. I'm still waiting for Miami to get tripped up. I don't know if they will, but I think Wisconsin would get tripped up in the Big Ten Championship. They may get tripped up against Minnesota. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll keep our fingers crossed on that. All right, when we get back, uh, Kay Fig will stop on by, get us caught up on all the late news and notes going on in the world of sports, plus all the late scores. That's coming up next as we finish off hour number one. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. All right, great news, everybody. There's a quick way you can save money. Just switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. All right, a busy Saturday night. Great Saturday night. I see all the tweets coming in. I'm going to get to that. But first, Kevin Figures, what's going on with the UCLA-USC? This game almost over, uh, even yep. if the clock isn't at zeros. What's going on? Clock's not at zeros quite yet. They're late in the fourth quarter. UCLA did score a touchdown, went for two. They are currently trailing 28-23 to with about two and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. USC facing a third and one, so it's not <sighs> quite over yet. Still time left in this first, one. Yeah, they got to get the first. If they don't get the – got to assume they'll go for it on fourth down. I'm going to run it twice and try to put this game away. If they punt this on – I'm curious to see if they stop them here. If yeah. they're going to go for it on fourth down, they're not going to stop them. Game over. Yeah. Uh, USC is going to win this game. Yeah, UCLA, no timeouts. No yeah, timeouts so remaining. So yeah. USC is going to pick up pick up the W in this one and move to 10-2. and two. UCLA is going to fall to 5-6, and six, and now they need a victory next week against Cal just to be bowl eligible. Uh, so many questions as to whether or not Jim Moore is going to keep his job as the UCLA head coach moving beyond this season. Now the question, Arnie, is 
Uh, UCLA doesn't have as deep a pockets as, as an institution like USC might. The buyout clause for Jim Moore Jr. is set at about $12 million. Many, yeah, many believe that UCLA, uh, the, their regents and their boosters don't have as deep a pockets to be able to pay that buyout. So they might be stuck with him whether they want him or not. When's his contract up? His con- he signed an extension a couple of years back. I believe he has three years left. Now the buyout goes down progressively every single season. So I believe yeah. it's twelve million this year. And it goes down to about ten or nine, I believe, the year after that. I'm not buying him out. A little not, more manageable. How do you explain to the border regents or whoever that our football coach didn't do a good enough job this year? So we want to give him twelve million dollars <laughs> right. to go away. What, what were they offering? What, what did they give Les Miles? Like seven or ten? I don't even know. I Are you kidding me? It's a lot. What's wrong with you people out there? Are you nuts? I'm not paying anybody $12 million. I don't care if it was the president of the university. He's going to stay, and he's going to coach my team, and they're going to get better next year. I'm not giving him $12 million to go away. What's wrong with you people? Well, the thing is, if you're going to pay him that much to go away, who are you going to have to replace him? You yeah. assume you want an upgrade. The upgrade, if it is someone like Chip Kelly, whose name has been floated out there, you're not going to get him for anything less than $10, $12 million a year or close to it. No, you're so, not. I'm, I'm not. Well, and so it's going to cost, if, if you did, it's going to cost you $24 million right. for one year? Get out They're of not here. Gonna- I don't care if you're UCLA, Alabama, or if you're an Ivy League school, I'm not giving you that type of money. Yeah, especially if you're a public a public school like UCLA. They just don't have the pockets to do something like that. So No, insane. I'm sorry. Hey, look, you gave him an extension last year. Well, now you got sometimes you got to live with your choices, and I'm not saying he's not a, a good coach or anything. You know, they had a lot of injuries this year. They you did. You got to factor that into it also. They did, but known as a defensive coach, generally defensively they've been relatively healthy outside of a guy or two in the secondary, they totally fell off the cliff. They were giving up over 300 yards rushing. They they lost like what ten eleven guys for the season this year? Did they not? Total as a team, yes, but defensively oh. specifically, no. I don't know if their their defense should be this bad. Three hundred yards rushing, not total rushing per game, Arnie. That's right, pretty well, bad. Again, I'm I'm not I'm keeping him around. I'm not giving anybody twelve million dollars. I think he's more than a good coach, and and he'll have to turn things around. Hey, hey, give the guy a chance to get you out of the hole. That's what I say. Yeah, it's one more. Yeah, probably one more year to be able to figure it out. Uh, elsewhere in the Pac-12, just currently going on. 18th ranked Washington, 16 to 10 lead over Utah oof, late in the second oof. quarter. <laughs> yeah, tight one. It's a tight one. We yeah, know Utah's Chris- not going to go away. They're not going to. This is good. This is one that's going to come down to the very end. I'm looking forward to watching this one. No doubt. And uh, Boise State at the half, running away from Air Force, 27 to 10 as far as earlier today we love uh uh it displays a futility in college football how about this we talked about second rate clemson destroying the citadel 61 to 3 did you realize the citadel completed one pass yeah. in the entire game one of eight and they had two well they had two interceptions so more interceptions more. yeah than completed yeah. passes I, again I, who goes to that game who says oh I'm, I'm pumped up citadel's coming into town and and the Citadel, they, do they play a team every year that's the big boys so they can keep the money? I, is it fun? By the way, does anybody play football? Is it fun to lose 61-3 to when you're such an underdog? I mean, do you get pumped up for something like that? Do you enjoy the experience? I don't know how you're going to enjoy something no, like that. No, they know they're all being lambs led to the slaughter. I actually read a... SI actually did a write-up this week as far as uh, teams that FCS teams that go take on these giant powerhouses and talk about how these paydays help fund their entire athletic department and how these are a necessary yeah. evil. And if they go away, yeah. a lot of these smaller schools, at least the athletic departments, not just football, but the entire athletic department, would not be able to thrive.
Let me tell you something here. I think there are you could actually enjoy a game losing by 50 or 60 points. I'll give you an example of that. Uh, actually, I'll do that later on because I know we're running out of time. I'll do it to hour number two. All right. I also I didn't want to bring up the fact that Arizona lost at Oregon 48-28. to 28. Well, we'll right, that well, uh, we didn't have to bring that up. Oh, sorry. On purpose. My bad. Now you're fired. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, uh, K-Fig, everybody. Hour one in the books. Uh, we'll come back for the power hour of the show. I'm going to come back, reset Vegas, run, and going to join us uh, at about 20 past the hour. You'll get my picks at about 45 past the hour. Stinking genius one. If you want to send me a tweet, I'm Artie Spaniard. This is Fox Sports Radio. Wow. Good evening, everybody, as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did you know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Power hour of the show. The crew is getting testy. Raider Ryan calling me a loser. You don't call the other guys loser, just me. You only called me a loser. When did I call you a loser? Right before we went on uh, this uh, hour. The, either you have no proof of this. No, I, of course not. I, I never have said proof. no such thing. Mike Myers producing the show today. Kay Fig with the updates because I gave DeSager the night off, told him he didn't have to hang around. He can go home and watch the end of the UCLA-USC game. I'm a giver. It's the way I do things. Did I not give him off so he can go to the Dodger World Series? Did I not do that? Why are you always lying? Why you always lying? That's it. I'm putting my foot oh down. My Next time he wants a day off, I'm going to make sure he doesn't get a day off, okay? I'm, I'm going to make sure on that. Coming up at 20 past the hour, Vegas runners are going to stop on by. Which way the pros are going, which way the Joes are going. Uh, what's the most bet game of Sunday? All that's coming up at about 20 past the hour. Plus, my pick's coming up at about 45 past the hour. All right, let's reset. A couple things I wanted to get to. We talked about Baker Mayfield in hour number one. You saw the shenanigans by now where he grabbed where he shouldn't have grabbed, uh, said some words he shouldn't have said out there. And then, of course, uh, things obviously got heated. I asked a couple questions. Should the Heisman uh, be character involved? That means should character count for your Heisman vote? That's the first thing. Two, do you think he's going to lose any of the votes? It won't cost him the Heisman, but do you think any of the Heisman voters are going to say, you know what, I don't vote for somebody like that. I'm not going to put him number one or I'm not going to put him top three. And is that right to do? Should the Heisman voters should put, uh, put their bias behind them and just give it to the guy that most exemplifies the best on the field? But I think the Heisman's kind of like the John Wooden Award where character comes in the play, but we never take character in the play. Should we take character in the play? Stinking Genius one S-T-I-N-K-I-N. I know I'm getting a lot of tweets. I'm going to get to them. Genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one. So uh, I'm going to touch on that, but or at least I'll get to some of those tweets. But you guys let me know if character should count or if we're making a big deal about this and we should just, hey, move on. Uh, it's no big deal. There's nothing illegal. There was no crime committed. And we're just picking on a young kid here. Uh, number two, these cupcakes that, like, Alabama's playing, and nothing against Mercer, uh, nothing against this Citadel who played Clemson today, lost 61-3 to when they went 1-8 passing and uh, two, uh, two interceptions. How much fun is it to play in something like this? I don't know. Have you guys ever played in a big blowout game? How much fun could it be? I do know one situation. I was talking about this last hour where a family friend was a good basketball player uh, back in the 50s and 60s. I'm not sure of the date. 
And he played in the Olympics for the Israeli national team and played against Team USA. I think George Mikan was on the team. And USA beat him by 50. Now, basketball is a whole different story. You know, it's not as you, – you might not get hurt like you do in football. Probably not going to get hurt like football. And to play in the Olympics – I mean, that's just an honor in itself. And he thought it was fan he thought it was phenomenal that they lost by fifty points to Team USA. So I mean I could see how that's enjoyable. I don't see how losing sixty one to three in football when it's just another college football game uh is enjoyable to anybody on either side of this. So let me know if I'm completely wet on that one. Uh stinking genius one, S T I N K I M Genius G N I U S and the number one. Now let me let me just get to a few of the tweets that I'm getting here. Arnie, can we get an update on the Arizona game? I missed that one. Um that is from Uncle Ern. No, uh I'm not gonna give you an update on the Arizona game because you know the Arizona game's over. And you know the Arizona game, you know they lost. And, and you're just trying to get me mad, but I'm not going to curse. I'm not going to grab myself, and I'm, I'm going to oh, keep my composure. Don't. Please don't do that. Right. And I'm going to keep my composure, and, and I'm going to move on, and I'm not, I'm not going to give you the final score. Uh, Brian tweets in, can someone say Baker Mayfield, $1,000 arm, 10 cent head? Wait a minute, wasn't that taken from uh, Bull Durham? Wasn't that the Bull Durham quote out there? Uh, he goes on to say, he reminds me so much of Manziel, who had all the talent but would rather showboat than work hard and be professional. Let me retweet that one. And let me just say this, and don't get me wrong, Baker Mayfield has 10 times more talent than Johnny Manziel had. Or am I wrong about that? I'm talking about when it comes to the NFL. Baker Mayfield will not be a bust uh, like Johnny Manziel was. And as far as, well, I shouldn't say about the party. I don't know Baker Mayfield. We, we know that Johnny Manziel certainly liked to have his parties, but we'll see what happens when he gets to the NFL. So I'm, I'm not so sure about that. I, I may be able to agree with you with the $1,000 arm 10 cent head because this is not the first time he, he's been doing that. A uh, couple of, I'm getting a lot of tweets, so let me just kind of reset this one here like this one. Hey, Artie, I'm not sold by Wisconsin either. Who have they played? But on the other side of the coin, Bama's played who? Fresno, Colorado State, and Mercer. Oh, please. That's, that's what I'm saying. The, scheduling like this has got to stop. So we've got to figure out. We've got to do something about this. H.R. Uh, McElroy says, hey, uh, talking about Mayfield, his quarterback rating and performance in the next three games will determine his NFL draft position. Smack trash talking is the norm now in the NFL, college uh, basketball, and the NBA. Uh, Rick Corp says, hey, you're getting people fired up today. Yeah, people people are getting fired up today. I want to get to Brian, who says, comparing Baker Mayfield saying blank, blank to your job on live radio day in and day out is apples and oranges. Baker is still a kid. He has never even held a job for crying out loud. You are a professional. He is an amateur. Do not be a jackass. That is from B. Duncan out there. I don't know about Jackass Raider Ryan. Is he, is he right about that? No, that... Be, no, because you have the um, mentality of a child. So I think that you. evens out with you. No, but Baker don't I get credit for that analogy saying I'm on possibly reaching a quarter of a billion people per month and I don't lose my 
uh, temper and start cursing like a drunken sailor, do I? Well, not on the air, but off the air, you're very violent verbally well, and physically. I, you're punching you. people in the face, spitting at people. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's pretty violent. Eddie um, says, hey, if Mayfield is a first-round pick of the NFL draft, it's out of desperation and because of the lack of quarterback talent in college football in general. Uh, played in the air raid offenses in college, transferred from Texas Tech, please. Oh, let me... Let me hit the like button on that. I, I like that one. And he's right. If if you play quarterback in the Big 12, you do have to take it with a grain of salt, though. You can't take it for face value because that's the Big 12. They don't play defense in the Big 12. Everybody talks about the top five, the Big Five conferences. It should be the Big Four and it should be the Big Four and a half. Because until the Big 12 gets defense, I can't consider it a full big-time conference. Matter of fact, if I'm a head coach in the Big 12, First thing I'm doing is I'm recruiting 50 guys, the 50 best guys I can find to play defense and shut those offenses down. Then I worry about the offense. All I have to do is come up with a half a defense out there, half a defense, and I'll feel good about myself because nobody plays defense, but nobody in, in, that, uh, in that conference. It's, it's ridiculous. It, it, it's horrible. I mean, I don't know how you can watch it. And I know my, my buddy Plank who does the show with me on Sundays, obviously does Oklahoma football, and I've teased him about that also. I was so hoping that Arizona would get to play Oklahoma in a ball game. Doesn't look like that's going to happen. Now that, now that Oklahoma is going to be in the 14 playoff, possibly, and Arizona's lost again, but I really want Oklahoma. Sooner or later, one day, it's going to be Arizona and, uh, and Oklahoma out there. All right, a couple of other games I wanted to get to. I mentioned this in hour number one. We talked about the Michigan-Wisconsin game. Uh, Wisconsin did not impress me. Down 10-7 in the third at home to a team that really has no offense. Uh, I know everybody's getting on Harbaugh like crazy, saying Michigan's not any better uh, than they were when he got here. Uh, That's not true. Uh, They're going to drop out of the top 25. They're dropping out of the top 25. If you're a Michigan fan, you tell me. Harbaugh getting a raw deal here? Or does he deserve all the criticism uh, that's coming his way? And believe me, he's getting a lot of them now that Michigan dropped out of the top 25. I mean, how can a team like Michigan not have a big-time quarterback? Uh, maybe Brandon Peters will you know, turn into one or develop into one. But their offense is atrocious, absolutely atrocious. They lose uh, 24-10. Wisconsin uh, gets the victory there. And one other game uh, that I wanted to talk about besides Notre Dame winning 24-17 was Miami. And Miami, again, not impressive. Even though they won 44-28, that game was a lot closer uh, if you didn't watch that game. Uh, Virginia had scored and gotten out of a two-touchdown lead at the beginning of the game and the beginning of the second half. Miami only pulled away late. Not that I'm saying they should drop or anything. I'm just telling you, they're about as fraudulent as uh, you'll find with Wisconsin. So, you know, I'm thinking both those teams might get tripped up. Not Miami, because I think their schedule's kind of easy. Wait till they get to the finals in the conference. So maybe they'll get tripped up there. As for Wisconsin, uh, the first time they've got to face a Ohio State or, you know, play in the conference championship, they're going to lose by, like, two touchdowns. They're going to get bounced like you yeah, haven't seen them get bounced before. And then everybody's going to point at that strength of schedule C and C. See, uh, we told you. And that's exactly what I'm going to say, to be honest with you also. 
Uh, lots to get to. Again, if you want to get in, stinking genius one like Denny said, hey, part of the many blowout football losses, uh, it sucks after the first quarter. Yeah, it does. At, you know, the guys get pumped up on the other team. Mercer's pumped up. They're coming in. They're playing in front of the largest crowd that they'll ever play in front of. And then next thing you know, it's 21 nothing at the end of the first quarter, and, and it's not so fun anymore. It, it's not fun at all. Uh, Eddie says, hey, can we throw Jamarcus Russell and RG3, well, he says RG me, and Ryan Leaf into that discussion as well. Let's slow down. Nobody's saying Baker Mayfield's going to be a bust. Slow down on something like that. So, you know, we'll, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I think he's actually going to be a decent quarterback, but I am worried about him coming from the Big 12, that's for sure. When we get back, we're going to talk to Vegas Runner live from Warehouse, Las Vegas. Which way the pros are going? Which way the Joes are going? How much of the lines change? Which lines change the most? Which game is the most game uh, bet on? All that's coming up next with Vegas Runner. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. All right, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What does it mean? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Good evening, everyone. Arnie Spanier right here on Fox Sports Radio as we go to the Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. Joining us now, as he does every week, you can check him out at TheBigMoves.com. That's TheBigMoves.com. You could tweet him at Greek underscore Gambler. That's Greek underscore Gambler. It's our buddy Vegas Runner. How you doing, Vegas Runner? Never better, Arnie. Great day of college football today. Uh, betting syndicates absolutely cleaned up. It was a huge day for them in college football. It'll be interesting to see how the books did overall, um, as I don't think the players did too well. We also saw Wisconsin go to 11 and 0. But before we get too excited, Arnie, let's not forget they were a double-digit favorite in every single game this year, Ugh. except this last one against Michigan, where right. they were six and a half, seven. And only thing left is Minnesota, who they were a two-touchdown favorite against last season. But I'll tell you this: you talk to any sharp. Any professional better um, with solid power ratings or any bookmaker, and they'll tell you this uh, about Wisconsin, because I know everyone's talking about it, but I'll tell you this right now, Arnie. A team like Alabama would be about a 12, at least a 12-point favorite. I just said they would beat them by two touchdowns if they played them. Yeah, well, they would be close to that big of a favorite. In fact, Washington would beat Washington, who's down three, right, uh, up three, excuse me, only up three to, to Utah right now, would be a field goal favorite over them on a, on a neutral field. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Straight power rating-wise. Now, granted, the, the bookmakers are going to have to shade the line based on public perception. And the public who bets heavily um, would see an 11-0 team against, you know, against an 8-2 team, and, and obviously they wouldn't make Washington a three-point favorite. But if they brought it out at a pick and the public was on one side, rest assured, the wise guys would be unloading on the other. Um, and that's what they run into come bowl season with a lot of these teams, and that's why the betting system to get to do so well during ball season because public money so much outweighs sharp money that that's really what the books have to focus on, what the public thinks of these matchups. And what? finally, NFL tomorrow, big day for sports books. Last week, New England Patriots on Sunday Night Football was the biggest win for the players of the entire 10 Ooh. weeks of this season. It wow. really stung the bookmakers last Sunday night. And looking at week 11 tomorrow, 
it is one of those days where it looks like the players are lining up all on the same sides and the bookmakers are, are going to be taking positions the other way and, and needing some of these dogs to come in. All right, before we get to the NFL real quick, is there an outlaw line on like Alabama over Mercer and, and Clemson over the Citadel? Or you can't just make it high enough, you tell me. No, they, they put out um, numbers for stuff like that. I mean, Alabama today was a 50 uh, wow. against Mercer. Yeah, they get them pretty close. It opened 50. It actually took a little money on Mercer, closed that 48, you know. But Florida <laughs> State, yeah, they, they were 50-52. They covered the spread. Clemson was 47, closed 46. Um, they covered the spread. So, yeah, you, you could bet. now. Nowadays, they'll put up a number on anything because of the competition. Uh, if you don't, another book's going to do it. So, you know, they, they want to keep the players at their book. Vegas runner joining us here on the Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. The Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. Let's get to the games on Sunday. Uh, let me start with this one where Kansas City opened up as a 13-point favorite over the Giants. It's going to be in the Meadowlands. Uh, a lot of money's come in on the Giants. If I'm correct, was that line all the way down the 10? Giants worth taking all that points at, at 13 at home, or, or what are you doing here? And, and honestly, the, the sports books couldn't be happier that, that the wise guys were jumping over each other to get down on the New York football Giants at plus 13 when that line went up. And they were betting them at plus 12. They were betting them at plus 11. And they were betting them at plus 10 and a half. They could not get enough on the New York Giants. And here's why. If you did nothing else, Arnie, and I say this all the time, if you did nothing but slept till till noon and woke up and, and just bet NFL home dogs that get double digits like the New York Giants are getting, you will have been 60% against the spread going back to 2003. So over 15 years, you would have been 60% against the NFL spread. I don't know a single wise guy on the planet that could tell me over the last 15 years he's 60% in the NFL. So that trend alone makes the Giants attractive. But trends have to have a fundamental reason why they should continue for you to back them. Otherwise, you could... Pick a trend up for anything if you put enough factors in to come up with a 100% trend. It doesn't mean a trend should continue, but here it makes sense. And you couple that with, with Kansas City where you know you're going to get an inflated price. The look-ahead right. line on this game was 9.5, but then you add to the mix that the Giants gave San Francisco 49ers their first win of the season, yeah. <laughs> which was embarrassing. And we all know about Andy Reid coming out of the bye. You heard about it all week, how great he is off the bye. So all this has been shaded into the betting line, and the wise guys took advantage of it, and they took the Giants. It doesn't mean the Giants are going to cover, but it does mean that, that the professional bettors see a lot of value on them, but there will be so much Kansas City money from the, the public, the same guys who bet New England last week and, and slapped the books around, they're going to be on the Kansas City Chiefs tomorrow because the public's not afraid to lay those double digits in the NFL. Well, it's not double digits, but Green Bay's getting about two at home against Baltimore. We know Aaron Rodgers out, but are they worthy of taking the two points or you stay away from something like that? Yeah, this is one of those games, honestly, I just want to stay away from. And you just don't hear too many great things coming out of either place. I mean, you look at Baltimore right now. Um, it's just a team with no consistency. I mean, you even have what earlier in the week, one of their, their players was saying uh, about Flacco. Yeah, it was the tight end. Dennis Pita was saying about Flacco right now. Joe only has one read. He either checks it down. I mean, he looks at the one read or he has to check it down with that kind of offense. No one could be successful. So when you have players starting to call out the offensive coordinators and the coaching mm. and all that, it's not a good scene. So I have no confidence in Baltimore right now. But then again, 
nothing attracted me about Green Bay. Last week, I thought was a nice spot for them against Chicago. I, I mean, getting all those points, um, I, I thought there was some value. But this week, I don't know. I, it's a stay-away game, I think. And, and I don't see many of the, the professional betters getting involved either. All right, do you stay with the hot hand? That means do you stay with the Saints coming off that impressive victory in Buffalo? Uh, do you take the Saints laying seven and a half with Washington coming to town? You know, I always say this, Arnie, if, if you want to bet streaks, you want to ride streaks. You don't want to bet streaks to end. Uh, if you bet streaks to end, you can only cash one ticket at the most. If you ride a streak, you may cash simultaneous tickets. With that said, you know, eventually uh, the market corrects itself. And, and with a team like the Saints – all of a sudden, you're starting to lay some chalk. Um, now they're giving seven and a half points to a Washington Redskins team, and you got to remember they were seven against Tampa, seven against Chicago. Um, is is Washington better than those two teams? I don't know. I haven't seen much money come in from the Sharps on the Washington yet, but I think that's one of those signs. If, if the professionals are going to help the books out by taking Washington, they're probably going to sit back and let the public drive up the line because the betters will be on the New Orleans Saints at home tomorrow. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter that that line's up to seven and a half or eight, and it'll be a lot of teasers with the New Orleans Saints. Listen, this team's not only been winning, they've been covering the spread, and they've been favorites in all those games that they've been covering, except Back in against Carolina, where they were an underdog, the last six games, they've been favorites, and they've outperformed the betting market. I don't know if I want to stand in front of them, but again, like I say, markets always correct themselves. Teams tend to regress and, and progress to the mean. I, I missed the Saints train a couple weeks ago. I, I'm not going to jump on it this late. <laughs> You've missed it, so you're going to let that's it go. That's what I, the, say. I always say. Yeah. Arnie, uh, that's, the, that's the one, as betters, that's the one advantage we have, Arnie, that we can sit back and you could be selective. You could pass. Your ability to pass is one of your greatest assets as a better. Where the sports book, they have to put out a number. They have to take a bet. Us, we could wait. Unlike, you know, advantage blackjack players where they have to sit at a table and you can't jump in and out or they're going to back you off if they see you jumping in and out of tables. So you have to sit there and play through negative decks even though you know the casino has an edge. Just waiting for those hands where you have the edge so you could bet big. With sports, it's different. You don't have to bet if you don't feel you have an edge. Sit back and wait. And I think with the Saints... Like I said, you want to beat sports betting, you got to get out ahead of things. Once they, you know, it's too late once a team starts covering six, seven, eight games, the, the spread eventually catches up with them. You see it all the time. All right, the last one, Philadelphia, Dallas. Big one moving on that. Eagles opened up at three. Now they're up to six. Obviously, that has a lot to do with Ezekiel Elliott, or does it have a lot to do with Ezekiel Elliott? You tell me. I really don't think it does, and here's why. I think the initial move did. The look-ahead line on this game was supposed to be Eagles minus one. So I could see the move to three. But now, going as high as six, it looks like it's either a, a defense against teasers, because I'm telling you, teasers have been costing the books a lot of money. There's even talks of them raising the price to where they're telling, you know, you got to lay 140 or 150 to win 100 instead of 130. Because, the, you know, these favorites, when, when they cashed three or four or five team teasers and you got to pay out five to one, eight to one, ten to one, that, that, that money piles up. And that's what's going to happen with Philly. And they, they, they ate it last week with, with New England Patriots on Sunday night. And again, 
they started feeling the heat. It's been nothing but Eagles money, nonstop Eagle money since this line went up. And they, again, flashbacks of what happened with New England last week, and that's why this line's as high as six. And if they have nightmares about New England again tonight, I wouldn't be surprised if I wake up tomorrow and there's a seven hanging there. His that's that's Vegas, how bad it stung last Sunday night. His name's Vegas Runner. You can check him out at TheBigMoves.com. That's TheBigMoves.com. Or tweet him at Greek underscore Gamble. Hey, have a good Sunday. Always a pleasure. Great job, my friend. We'll speak to you next week. Thanks for having me. Enjoy the games, Arnie. All right, take care. Vegas Runner, everybody. Always love talking to him, seeing seeing what's going on out there in Vegas. Uh, Kay Fig is going to tell us what's going on with Utah, Utah, Washington, because Washington is in a real battle. Okay, Fig, what's happening out there? Oh, you called it earlier there, Arnie. They're currently tied at 16 apiece, 18th in Washington and Utah. Washington looking for their ninth victory of the season, trying to stay alive out there in the Pac-12 North Utah. Just trying to get off the get off the schneid here. They started 4-0. They're now 5-5, five five, so they're trying to finish the season on a positive note. Got about nine and a half minutes remaining here in the third quarter. Washington does have the ball at the Utah 30-yard line driving in. Elsewhere, as far as games in progress, uh, only one other team that's a ranked team in progress. That's the 25th-ranked Boise State hammering Air Force in the third quarter, 34-10. They're at the half. San Diego State leading Nevada 21-17. As far as finals that just wrapped up over the last hour or so, Stanford, 22nd-ranked Stanford in the Pac-12 North, they beat their rival Cal in the big game for the eighth straight time, by the way. 17-14 was the final score as Bryce Love had 101 yards on the ground as well as a touchdown on that bum ankle. USC, 11th-ranked USC, that is, with a 28-23 victory over UCLA. Rhino Jones with 128 yards on the ground as well as two touchdowns. Josh Rosen in a losing effort, 421 yards through the air and three touchdowns for UCLA. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, whether it's new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some finals from a little bit earlier today. 20th ranked LSU hammered Tennessee 30 to 10. LSU has won five of their last six. At UT lost to Vandy next week. They will go winless in the SEC for the first time since the league was formed in 1933. Things not shaping up too well for the Volunteers so far this season. Seventh ranked Georgia hammered Kentucky 42 to 13. Eighth ranked Notre Dame gets off the schneid from their loss last week against Miami. They get a 24 to 17 victory over Navy. Oklahoma State. Loses to Kansas State 45-40. to Oklahoma, Kansas State actually led this game by 29 points at one point. They were 19.5-point underdogs, nearly blew the lead, but they were able to hold on and get a 45-40 to victory. Michigan State, talk about setting offensive football back. We talked about some bad quarterback stats last uh, last hour there, Arnie. Uh, Brian Lewerke, 2 of 14 passing for 20 Woo. yards. And a victory, by the way, for Michigan State oh. because L.J. Scott was able to run for 147 yards and a Sick. touchdown. And that's enjoyable. That's enjoy- you like watching. Oh, that's that? old school Big Ten football, there, Arnie. That's how they do it. Three yards in a cloud of dust. Yeah. Who needs the yeah. forward pass? <laughs> exactly. Very inclement weather, as I'm sure you know. Uh, back yeah. east, back east, and in the Midwest, affecting a lot of these football games earlier today. All right, K Fig. Thanks a lot uh, on that. Uh, by the way, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save fifteen percent or more in car insurance with Geico. Just go to Geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. Remember the only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Utah, Washington, remember they're all tied at 16. They're in the third. Washington with the ball, and they're inside Utah territory, like right around the uh, 30, actually the 20-yard line now. So uh, we'll let you know what's going down there. It's third down, but this one's going to come down to the end. couple things I wanted to get to here real quick, and I'm going to get to Twitter because I'm getting a lot of tweets. Stinking genius one. 
S-T-I-N-K-I-N, genius, G-E-N-I-U-S-N, the number one, allowed me to be a hypocrite. Uh, because we talked about how Baker Mayfield, it's really not that big of a deal. Uh, you know, he got emotional, uh, dropped some words he shouldn't have dropped, uh, grabbed some things he shouldn't have grabbed. And uh, pretty much, I don't want to say made a mockery, but made an embarrassment uh, out of himself and out of the University of Oklahoma. Now, with that being said, people are tweeting in, he's got to be less emotional. He can't be like that. Uh, one guy said $1,000 arm, 10 cent head. If you don't want that emotion, what are you saying about Lonzo Ball today, who walked away from that fight, squirmish, whatever you want to call it? What do you say about Lonzo Ball, whose teammates actually had to have a talk with him about walking away from that squirmish? I got to tell you something. It's not that I expected Lonzo to come in and start throwing punches or doing anything like that. But nothing rattles this guy. I think he's trying so hard to be, I, I don't know what the word is, I'm not saying cool or, or, or you know, under composure, but you can't play like that at point card. You can't have no emotion. I mean, what was the first, who was it, Patrick Beverly in the first game of the year? Got in his grill a little bit? These guys are going to get in your grill. You've got to push back a little bit. You can't let these guys constantly push you and and bully you and and you show no emotion and you walk away. You've got, look, I know that's who he is, it seems like, because he didn't show a lot of emotion at UCLA, but you've got to show me a little bit more. You've got to push back a little bit. I mean, from a scale from 1 to 10, your emotion level is is like a negative 2. Baker Mayfield's like a nine. So give me give me something. And by the way, does that make me a hypocrite when I say something like that? When I say that Baker Mayfield's got to tone it down a little bit, but at the same time, that Lonzo Ball's got to show a little bit more emotion? I mean, seriously. And if I was his teammates, I'd be pretty upset about that also. I was looking at that going, well, what's he doing? Is he that cool, that composed, that he could be walking away from his teammates when they're getting in a squirmish? You know, what about having their backs? I, I got to tell you, if I was one of his teammates, I'd be really, really upset about that. So am I being too hard on Lonzo? And I still think he's going to come around. Uh, I think from your first year to your second year is an improvement of leaps and bounds. I know what he's going to be doing in the gym this summer. That shooting three-pointer after three-pointer, I'd be shooting like a 1,000 a day or whatever it takes. I mean, his shot is awful. It's broke. It needs to be fixed. I don't know if it can be fixed, to be honest with you. So I want to get your thoughts on that. Stinkin' Genius 1, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, Genius, G-N-I-U-S, and the number one. So give me your thoughts on that one. Um, it, I'm getting a lot of tweets here, so I'm going to try to – Put them all made uh, make some sense, but you guys tweet me like crazy, like it's a slot machine. Now, over to the football week 10 of the NFL. A couple of things. Was, we've, we've talked about some of the big games, but there's some other good matchups or interesting matchups that are, you know, win or forget about making the playoffs. And one of them is the Detroit Lions. They're 5-4. and four. They go into Chicago. Uh, if the Lions think that they're going to make the playoffs by losing in Chicago and dropping the 5-5, five and five, they're sorely mistaken. Matthew Stafford's got to prove that he can win on the road and win in Chicago, and it shouldn't be as tough as they're making it out to be because I have no confidence in Mitch Trubisky, to be honest with you. 
So if the Lions lose this one, they have nobody to blame but themselves. They should beat Chicago. It's not going to be easy, but it's not going to be as tough as everybody thinks it is. Uh, the, the Lions have better come through, or you can forget about them making the playoffs. A couple other games like that. The Ravens in Green Bay taking on the Packers. I don't even know if the Ravens win, if they can still make the playoffs. They're 4-5. and five. Yeah, I guess they can get back to 500. Anything possible in that AFC, uh, that's for sure. But the Packers at 5-4. and four. I don't think they're going to win the division, especially with Rodgers uh, not there. But if Rodgers can come back after the next four games, Packers have a chance to go 3-1 and one in the next four. The schedule's not all that tough. I like Green Bay at home, but once again, a must-win situation. I don't think they can afford to drop the 5-5. Five and five. And you want to talk about an elimination game? Tampa Bay taking on the Dolphins in Miami. Tampa Bay has already been eliminated. You can forget about them. They're coming in at 3-6. and six. But the Dolphins, who were 4-3, and three, have lost two in a row now. They're 4-5. and five. They're playing at home. They're playing a team who is just disheveled and in disarray. This has got to be a win. You can't, no, 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 no. You can't afford to lose this game. And go four and six. This is an elimination game for the Dolphins. And even if they win the game, there's no you know uh, thought that they may go to the playoffs. But it all starts with this one. They can't afford to lose it and go four and six. So a big game for the Dolphins, an elimination game for them. The big game of the uh, of of Sunday, the Rams and the Vikings. Both these coming in at seven to two. And I got to tell you something. As much as I like the Rams. I don't think they go into Minnesota against that defense and put up big numbers on the board. Now, that doesn't mean that Minnesota's going to put up big numbers also. I question their offense. There's no doubt about that. Certainly question Bradford, but this is what's going to come down to a field goal. I think i got to go with the home team on this one with Minnesota, but that's the big game of Sunday. That's the game I think everybody's going to be watching, the 1 o'clock Eastern. No! I'm wrong about that one. That's I, not the I, big one. I think one. you're forgetting the real biggest game tomorrow. Philadelphia Dallas no, or the Raiders not, not, New England. No, Raiders Patriots. Yeah, baby. Why why mismatches are now the big games now? I mismatch. if the Raiders were just a little bit better. You're talking about mismatches and you're talking about the Eagles Cowboys. That's the mismatch. Well, the Raiders are in an elimination game also. You're four and five. You lose, forget about it. You know your season's done. You understand that, don't you? I'm not worried at all. The Raiders are gonna shock the world. Yeah, you say that every week. And then and then when I send you emojis after you lose, you cry and send me terrible things on on on, on text. Because you text me dirty pictures, Arnie. Yeah, but no, no I don't. <laughs> I, 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 I text you stuff that it makes you crazy. About the Raiders for crying out loud. Raiders got to win. Don't <laughs> start calling you Brett Favre for all the nasty yeah, pictures you. you sent me. Thank you. <laughs> Raiders have got to win. They they can't afford to go four and six. They've got to, if they plan on making a comeback and try to get into the playoffs, they got to win this one. And I mean, talk about saving your season. And it's got to be the New England Patriots, who, by the way, I got to tell you, I, I know this game, uh, neutral site game in Mexico City, but somebody's got to step up and beat this team and beat them bad. I know they're 7-2 and and they lost early where they went 2-2. Two and two, But Tom Brady's got to be put on his backside. You can't allow him to stand back there and pick you apart. You better blitz him like crazy. It's amazing how he's still playing at this type of level. I, I, I just don't understand it. And one other game, Philadelphia and Dallas. Dallas, uh, your season's done. You, I have a better chance of dating supermodels. No, I do. Before the Cowboys winning and beating the Eagles, I really do. I've I have a better chance of the Victoria's Secret supermodels going. Hey, Arnie, 
we really like you. We don't care that you're married. We want to date you. Stop You can it. hit that all Stop you want. It. You couldn't get a date with a fistful of 50s. Wow. Well, I know this. Cowboys aren't winning that game. If you gave him 21 points, that's for sure. We'll come back. I got some news and notes to get to, and I'll give you my picks all next right here on Fox Sports Radio. And he takes a knee. The two teams begin to stream towards midfield, and this was fun tonight for the Panthers. Bank of America wow. Stadium, complete performance. Indeed. A final score from Bank of America Stadium in Uptown Charlotte on Monday Night Football, Carolina 45, Miami 21. You had to play the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme. By the way, great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Real quick, who's, who's the biggest uh, Seinfeld fan out there? Uh, I mean, uh, in, back in Los Angeles. You guys have a – is it you, Raider Ryan? Is it Eminem? Any of you guys big Seinfeld fans or not? Nah, not really. I pretty much watched Seinfeld when I was a kid because of my dad. So I, I liked it. So, well, then you're not going to want to know. Then you're not. This won't make sense to you. But there's a there's another couple in Seinfeld. Uh, they've made two appearances, two or three appearances. Their names are Beth and Arnie. And of course, you know my wife's name is Beth. And there was a lot of similarities. I got an email from Larry David's office saying they took that and named it after my wife and I. So I, I don't know if I've made that up over the years or I really got that email. We Can somebody look that up for me? Does anybody have any connections to, to Larry David? Wouldn't that be good if I was on that show? Wouldn't that be fantastic? No, I could, no, it wouldn't. It would. It would be, I'd be really funny. I, I think I'd be really – that show was made for me. I'm serious. Arnie, you but probably I, fit better on Curb than you would on, on Seinfeld, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's A what, lot that's of what, awkward yeah. exchanges with Larry. It'd be yeah, amazing. Oh, I think it'd be I think it'd be hysterical. I totally want to do that. I, I could see myself doing that. But anybody, if there's a big Seinfeld fan, somebody look into that and see if I'm making this up or if there's actually some truth. I think there's some truth to it. All right. Um, I, I just want to get to some of the tweets out there. I'm getting them like I'm a rock star today. Um, like this one from John uh, that says, Arnie, you're way off in the Lions-Bears game. It's going to be cold and windy, and that favors the running game, which is a huge advantage for the Bears. They beat the Lions. Uh, ten to three. Uh, if the score is ten to three, remind me to tune into that game uh, in the second half. Gumby Dave says, "Think a genius is on fire tonight." Sal will take on Zoe. Yeah, you know, again, not to pick on the kid, but you've you've got to give me a little bit more emotion. I understand you want to be cool, calm, collective. Um, you're a rookie. You don't want people getting under your skin. I understand that, but you got to give me a little bit more emotion than that. You can't. Walk away from a skirmish when your team is getting into it. You, you've got to have your teams back. I, I would have loved to be a fly on the wall uh, when they had to talk to him. Oh, my goodness. I, I'd love to hear uh, what they had to say. Um, it says, anyway, good take on Zoe. That was a wuss move. You have to try to at least pull one of your teammates out. He may have been thinking, don't get thrown out, but it's not the playoffs. So he can't just walk away. It was a bad look. I totally agree. With Gumby Dave. Paul says, hey, I don't trust Bradford. He hasn't played a full game since week one. Keenum is starting. I'll probably trust him less. I don't know. Has Bradford been out that much? I, I didn't notice that. Um, Blitz Brady, Artie? That's suicide. That's from Shane. What are you going to do? Just stand back there and let him pick you apart? That's suicide, if you ask me. Raider Ryan, give me a little music. Let me get to my picks uh, for uh, the games on Sunday. So, you tell me. Uh... The master says in Arnie, Trubisky should not be judged on the brainless John Fox play caller. Five pass attempts in that game. 
what was the coach called him for? Well, that, that's true about that also. You've got to open up the passing game a little bit more than that. All right, let's get right at it. A couple games that I like. I'm taking my Dolphins. In a pickup game against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's done. They've given up. They've sold out. Dolphins have a little bit of left of hope. They win this one. They go back to 500. Give me the Dolphins in a pickup game at home. I'm going to take the Packers. I like the home team. Uh, do that all you want. Give me the give me the Packers. Plus the two at home against Baltimore. Baltimore like Jekyll and Hyde. I believe Green Bay gets by their next four to get Rodgers back in this thing. Give me the Packers plus the two. I take it Minnesota. Minus the two and a half against the Rams. It could be a field goal game, but I'm going to be under that field goal because all I have to lay is two and a half. Minnesota at home. It's still underrated. Granted, I don't trust Bradford fully, but are the Rams' offense going to click when they're on the road to Minnesota? It's that great defense. I'm not so sure. Give me the Vikings. Minus the two and a half. Other games, I'm all over the Saints. I've been on them in this run. I'm going to continue with them. Give me the Saints minus the eight against Washington. I'm with the Chargers. Buffalo going with their rookie quarterback. Forget about it. They make the change of quarterback. Give me the Chargers minus the six. And I'm taking my Raiders. Or Raider Ryan's Raiders, that's for sure. Plus the seven and a half against New England. I'm not saying they're going to win, but they'll keep it close. And give me Philadelphia minus the six against Dallas. So there you have my picks. Do them as you please. But uh, please, please, please remember now. They are strictly for entertainment purposes only. Thanks to the crew. Thanks to Raider Ryan for uh, running the show today. Thanks to Eminem for producing the show today. K-Fig on the updates. Remember, coming up next, straight out of Vegas, my buddies R.J. Bell, Steve Cofield, a Vegas slant. And what's going to happen on Sunday? It's a must-listen. That's coming to you next at the top of the hour Stick around for that straight out of Vegas with my buddies R.J. Bell and Steve Cofield. I'm back on Sunday with Chris Plank, 11 p. to 2a Eastern right here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.